0: Everybody. welcome to episode 176 of Red Wings Rent, where tirades and passion please for your Detroit Red Wings. Finally, have a home. Today, uh, we'll be uh, celebrating another. Well, I shouldn't say another, Mike. Uh, we'll talk about a statistic that makes this the um, best, strongest. How do how do I want to put this? Um, let's just say the strongest offensive performance that the Red Wings team organization has put together since they've been collecting the expected goals for statistic uh collecting it and reporting it and putting it in models um now there's reasons that happened, but uh hey we get to we get to say that this was the if we're gonna trust the expected goals for model we get to say this is the strongest offensive performance the red wings have had since uh, they started collecting that data so <laughs> with that Uh, Probably more important, everybody wants to uh, chit-chat about Lucas Raymond, putting one in the back of the net. Um, I called it, Mike. Uh, I did my preview. Uh, I'm trying to do these. I'm trying to do previews, game day, like five to ten minutes. And yesterday's preview, Mike, I said, you know, let's hope that we can have a pretty strong third period. We need uh, another great game from Grice. Uh, we're going to get a, a new goal scorers, what I said, and I picked Lucas Raymond. And then I said mm-hmm. Mort Sider was going to play a near-perfect game because of how he got dogged in that preseason game uh, by Patrick Liney and the Blue Jackets. All of it. Of course. Of course, Mike. Coming true. All of my predictions. And uh, the Red Wings walk away. I, I you know, really, I th- I think that's what I should put on my resume when I'm trying to replace Jeff Blashill at the end of the year. Woo! Um <laughs> I called I called one game, uh, the predictions, and I said, Mike, what a huge leap I took to say that Lucas Raymond, who hadn't scored in two games and who has all the talent in the world, was <laughs> going to score eventually. Um, but yeah, here we are. Uh, now, uh, me, a little wiser, a little, uh, you know... Um, douchier, let's put it that way. And uh Lucas Raymond, uh probably more oh. confident. Got that big old chest walking around now. He's he's big man on campus. But,
1: I'm very excited. Um, the team actually looks like like excited to be out there. They look like they belong. They look they looked they just dominated Columbus. That was that was a really fun game to watch. Um but I, I just, I'm trying to kind of uh, just just curb my enthusiasm just a little bit. Um, because if we look at the standings right now, man. Yeah. Uh, the Red Wings are number five in the East. Wow, look at that. Uh, and just, you know, in case you were wondering, is this a small sample size? Number two in the East, Buffalo. Woo! God. Uh, and they're both doing pretty well for like, Goals for and goals against. Um, yeah. uh, Red Wings currently sitting at third in the East uh, with 13 goals for. And Buffalo with 12 already. And they've only given up their, their four goals through three games uh, for the Sabres. That's pretty amazing stuff. So I just, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm very uh, positive about the Red Wings. But I'm just, I'm trying to realize that as exciting as these games were, as exciting as this homestand has been, I mean we're we're in a world right now where Buffalo is number two in the league, so I'll, I'll just you know we gotta you know have a, have, a, have a little awareness that this you know we might need a few extra games to kind of figure out how the how the conference is gonna pan out. But my God, are they fun to watch?
0: Yeah, I, I it's funny because I put the argument together in the uh, in the last preview where I said, um <laughs> Columbus had beaten uh, I think Arizona and then Seattle. Who I predicted at the beginning of the season would would kind of bring us back to like how expansion teams are supposed to look, and and so far that's uh, that's been coming true as well. So to say that you know they were off to a hot start with a couple of victories, you know I, I would say those those are two things I would have I would have said from the beginning of the season uh, would be easy victories for Columbus, and then I said now now they're coming into this you know, the red hot Red Wings playing at home. It looks like they're going to be extra feisty and all they can talk about uh, in those uh, post-game press conferences is how much the fans are juicing them up and getting them getting them excited, getting them ready to go. Lucas Raymond just gushing about how great it is to score and have the fans behind them. Um, I'll be honest, I I, I know I know we're, we're supposed to be sitting in the standings. I know where we've been the last couple of years, but... Is there a bit of you Mike that feels a little like ashamed, maybe embarrassed that Lucas Raymond scores that goal and he looks out into the stands and there's all those empty seats? <laughs> I I feel a little like, oh man, we should we should just get season tickets so that Lucas thinks, you know, there's people actually here to support the team. I I I don't know. I get I get self-conscious about a lot of things and uh that most of the time there's no right to to me getting self-conscious, and that that's one I'm going to add to the list, is every time he's out there, I'm like, oh, God, there's nobody there. L- Lucas no, is going to hate it here.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, before we worry about Lucas leaving as an uh, unrestricted free agent, uh, we have a few <laughs> years of uh, club control uh, for, for that. And, I mean, the Red Wings have, have earned that kind of attendance. Uh, it's, it's been 2016 since we were, you know, something. On and recording on your DVR and I think this this year is is finally the difference because it it's not just that it's competitive hockey Matt. it's it's like last year when we were in games it still felt like we were we were playing a fraudulent style where we were just trying to limit opportunities for both teams
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now it feels like we actually have you know an advantage talent wise against other teams in the NHL and so we're being more aggressive we're on the attack more Uh, We're playing with a lot of confidence. We're playing with a lot of speed. Um, And it's, it's, it's such uh, an upgrade for a viewing experience uh, compared to the last couple seasons. So this, this is a really almost perfect start outside of that Tampa Bay game. Like, you know, you didn't end up getting the two points,
0: but wow. And and you, you got to look at, you know, I think Bertuzzi's shooting like 60% right now. So that, that's, that's going to go away. And, uh, you know, where's the scoring going to come from once Bertuzzi's number drops below 50% uh, <laughs> shooting percentage? Uh, so it's it's one of those things where I, I think we, we've we definitely had quite a bit of puck luck on our side. Um, but, you know, it, with, with that being said, I it is pretty clear, I think, that we're, we're trying, you know, th- those third periods, those first two games were pretty ugly. But to kind of sum up, um, you know, what we saw over three games, I think there's, there's, there's been um, maybe a release of the leash or maybe we're, we've got a little bit more uh, leeway on the leash now offensively. So I, I would say from just, you know, we're, we're playing the eyeball test here. This is, this is a team that is, that is going to give it a go. Like they're there. If they have that ability, push the puck and uh, get your chances, get your shots on that. this isn't going to be about limiting chances either way. And, um, I mean that's one of the things we kind of led uh, the show with, Mike, is that uh, going back to 2008 is, uh, or I'm sorry, the 2007-2008 season is as far back as I can go with Natural Stat Trick, and uh, I, I tweeted about this earlier, and maybe I can uh, maybe I can pull that up, but um, basically what, what we're looking at here is the chances and and shots that are that are thrown at the net are always graded when you're looking at the expected goals uh, formula. So, so they, they're given this grade of, you know, the best chance to actually go in the net. And the higher that number is, um, yeah, I guess the more likelihood that it would actually be a goal. So if it's not very high, uh, it still gets some marks on the expected goals category. But that's where you kind of look at like a line performing. And if they have a, a 1.00 expected goals for, for a line, uh, they should probably have, a goal in the box scores is kind of how you can you can paint that picture and and take a quick look at it um so I, I i do have this pulled up here just to kind of show everybody um as soon as i hit the share button jeez oh pete there it goes <laughs> so number one is the 5.75 expected goals for which we totaled uh, last night now uh, as was pointed out uh, by a few people what we have to remember is that empty net goals count for this too? and oh. and, and uh, we got two juicy ones, and uh, it, that's still even with that point. We know we've scored multiple empty net goals in games going back to two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So, I just want everybody to pump the brakes a little bit on that pushback because we're still talking about this is the this is the highest expected goals for a game we've had, and that includes a team. With Marion Hossa, Pavel Datsuk, and Henrik Sederberg and Nicholas Lidstrom. So this isn't to say this team is better than that. This is more evidence that we're giving a little bit more leeway on the leash. There's the reins, or at least, you know, maybe one hand by Jeffy. Uh, Maybe that that strategy last year of uh, limiting chances from either side and hoping that the third period goes your way. Maybe we're pulling away from that. Um, there's the evidence. Uh, but, of course, Mike, as you pointed out, uh, it does make for very fun hockey as well. And uh, I do apologize. Just realized I had the comments closed, and I haven't seen a goddamn thing. Mike, we got seven comments up. I missed all of them. All right, yeah, Get them out there, quick. <laughs> um, we got Fethdar. We got Tristan. Uh, Matthew, uh, good to see you here. It'll get confusing since we're both Mets. Um. All right, I want to start. This one's titled Hot Take. Uh, Feftar, I am not. I haven't even read it yet, but it's called Hot, T- Feftar hot Take. Feftar, it's my dude. Now I'm going to gonna take first. this one. This is my dude. This is my dude. Hot Take. Now's the time to move Hey Amen,
1: Feftar, if we're going to. His stock is high. See, sizzling. It's a hot start. But that bank issue looms above. See, Feftar, Mwah. man, you know too. that GMs, you know, they have really... You know really selective memories and right now if we can you know get a little get a little positivity behind that pertuzzi that name we know that he's going to get boo-boos again he's still not vaccinated I, we've we've got the resume with us but what we're going to tell him is that this guy gets five goals every three games you are going to be loving this your top line is going to be electric
0: think of that I so for that argument, if he was going to get traded, I would, I would at least say, look, if you're worried, if you're worried about the injuries from last year, clearly my man has got it going on. So if that if that's the game, I think I think that's that's how Steve starts the conversation. If there's anybody worried about um, those issues before maybe, uh, you know, maybe they want to see a little bit more out of Burt. Uh, you know, maybe it was like a preseason conversation. They want to see a little bit more. I think this is more than enough. Right. Um we're seeing Peak Burt right now. Peak Burt has you in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. And uh we are gonna have uh everybody's love for Burt will be tested this weekend too, because we'll we'll get into the uh the games because I, I I had a conversation with somebody earlier today where it just kind of felt like Huh? You know when Bert scores, I kind of just don't care, and then at the same time I get more mad because it's just gonna. That's your GM brain talking, Matt, Where
1: you're like, "Oh wow, look, I don't even care. He scored a goal. What, I... what a move!"
0: Yeah, and I don't, don't want to rag on him too much because uh, that's when our our uh, the thumbs down bullies come and. I'm just saying, our YouTube come. channel, Matt, It's on the schedule. We know we're going to be in trouble now. That's you know we yeah. scored 13 goals
1: this year. Uh, twos is five of them. And you throw a couple empty netters, and then, uh, I don't know who's on the first line taking for twosy spot. Just five-on-five five play. Who's taking his spot on the power play? You gonna... Know, uh, Fabry or Zadina?
0: They've been okay. Um, it I is, don't think
1: you're, anything you're doing car wheels
0: over. I, I would like That's a significant an, talent drop-off, Matt. I would like to find out the ratio of people who are okay with Burt missing games in Canada... Um, and how many of those people are angry when Blaschel does his Blaschel Blender and see what the... Because now <laughs> it's forced. Now Blaschel's done a great...
1: Oh, my Uh-oh. God. Yeah, man, we lost you for a moment there. Um It sounded like you were making some point about uh, Blaschel kind of playing around with the lines, but, Matt, I think uh, myself, the people commenting on this show, uh, I think they realized that one constant one move that even our beloved jeff who who loves to toilet bowl the lineups and just kind of mix and match and you know try different candies together in one bite there's no way that bertuzzi is moving off of that first line and i i think we're all kidding ourselves if we think that there's somebody who's going to step up and be ready you know to, to be in that spot i, I mean you're, you're still going to be holding on to larkin be looking at Lucas, but that third spot, whew, prospects are a little bleak, a little bleak right now. Um, so this is a really exciting start, as we know, but it, it is super duper Bertuzzi heavy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if uh, even our beloved Blashill if he's going to be the one to uh, <laughs> muck around with that too much. But man, hey. I think I was saying your point for you. Just... It's not like you're getting at our boy Blash um, stirring up the pot a little bit, but there's there's only one steak in the soup, and that's Pertuzzi right now. I don't I don't think taking the steak out and adding a little more uh, green onion is really gonna make a you know winning recipe.
0: Well, I, yeah, I guess uh, all I wanted to do was just kind of give uh, little props at the start here, because um, he he's keeping everybody together. Like we've always wanted and everything looks Well, easy good. when you're winning, right? Yeah. Everything looks pretty good right now. And I, I, I would just say one of the things we've been saying since the show started for the last couple of seasons was that the the blend, the blender exists because of issues with talent. So now we have a forced issue with talent coming up this weekend. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably see that again is my, my guess. I think, uh, you're probably um, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that because that the suitors, the Dina line has been doing so great that they do want to keep that together would be my, my first guess. I wonder if they're going to play the game like uh, like they did last year, like when there were so many injuries piling up where um, we saw Giovanni Smith and, and Adam Ernie getting shots on the first line. I wonder if that's going to happen just to keep the second line intact but um i mean we already saw that not be the case i guess when larkin was going down but um you know we we'll, we we'll, we we'll, we'll see what happens well um i guess we'll, we'll <laughs> cross those waters when we when we come to them um but we'll i yeah much longer, man. Montreal uh, is right on the horizon. ultimately just wanted to throw a joke out there and then of course i bumped into my piece of shit camera and uh, everything went hey, to hell.
1: Man. yeah i mean look at We talked about it last year. We kind of mentioned it at the start of the season. When the Red Wings are 100% healthy, there's nothing wrong. Home games, they're going to win half of them. And right now, you know, we're doing home games. We have our full complement of our top six players. It looks pretty good. But uh, I'm a little little nervous. And, Matt, we're going to... I don't even know if this is a real test because Montreal is uh, really playing like crap right now. Uh, but we are going to get our first taste of what a Red Wing team playing on the road in Canada looks like.
0: Yeah, um, I think we can get into that in a little bit because there's there's still a couple of things I think we want to celebrate with that uh, with that Blue Jackets game, including um, I don't I don't know if if we do want to get into the 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 beautiful sauce uh, that Lucas was throwing around, Mike, I I thought that might be kind of fun for, uh, for us to, um, I mean, everybody's seen it, right? I I don't know, but I have it pulled up. So we're going to, we're going to celebrate. We can relive it. It's his first, first couple points. It's (laughs) fun. I mean, so now he's, well, he's got three points now in three games. So, uh, but this, this is our boy here. I think I'm pretty sure Larkin has the puck right now as we hit play. Uh, and now it's going over to Lucas, and that was the nasty sauce over to Larkin, Larkin to to Bertuzzi, and he just adds to that sixty percent shooting percentage. Whew! But yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Blashell was saying it last night. Um, Those were those were two fantastic plays, but then Blashel changed the conversation too to coming back to how Lucas is playing. um, every minute where he he's actually looking good on both sides of the rink. Um, I believe right now he is in our top three players for expected goals for percentage. So of course that means he's bringing more chances to the ice than, uh, than he's allowing uh, him and his line mates. Uh, so we queue this up again to see that oh, nasty sauce. Um, I just, I, I can't get over the high skill play that we got. Is against that Columbus. Up? I'm sorry. Is that a thing you say now? What is nasty sauce? Saucing is uh, that pass. You got the saucer pass? Yes. It's actually, uh, yeah, uh, that's like one of my my toughest trophies to get in NHL uh, 22. You have to manually sauce for a goal. And um, I'm just not good at passing. So that that one takes a while. uh,
1: (laughs) Does the new game, um, you remember that game Fable on Xbox? Where you can press a um, button and talk with people and there's a button to fart on people.
0: Yeah. Does the 22 game have a chirp button yet? Uh, a chirp button? Like, I'm going to talk to the person I'm playing online? Uh, or you no. mean, like, the players on the ice are fake chirping at each other? Yes, that's what I want. No, that is not a thing. I want to lean over the boards for Tuesday
1: style. Hey. Or Lucas Raymond style and say, what the fuck." stuff like that just mouth
0: it that's it <laughs> yeah you guys can check out our instagram uh brothers of uh brothers underscore of underscore discussion uh we've got some good gifts going there that you guys are gonna have to screen grab of uh it, it's bertuzzi saying uh fuck you and then uh luke is just coming out with the shut the fuck up like it's such a good like the the head tilt back and the neck is just so like a little kid i i love seeing it shut the fuck up <laughs> like i mean, just oh <laughs> uh, that that uh brought a lot of joy to my heart um we talked you have that goal queued up for us yeah we already did we already watch it did we did I fuck that up yeah you showed the assist <laughs> no just now I showed the assist I showed the goal earlier um here's uh here's here's the side angle from uh kind of behind the net a little bit um In. here you go here we go so uh, this is right before he gets the puck, but this is a quick one. I like this replay because you get to see Lucas do the Are You Not Entertained uh, goal celebration, which I, I think should be adopted more often. I think that's, uh, that's a beauty. And that's where part of my anxiety comes into play with uh, Lucas going like, Oh, there's nobody in the stands. What am I doing here? Do you think that we figured out yet
1: the perfect time for an NHL highlight?
0: Because I'll say that sometimes if I'm watching yeah. it on Twitter,
1: if I'm on Twitter, it's it's a little too fast. But if I'm on NHL.com, like they'll show the player walking down the aisle like at the start of the period, sit on the bench for like four minutes until this line shift starts, get to take a face off, and then circle around, um, and then finally get the puck on a stick and it goes in. And I forgot which highlight I was watching. I just say, I'm just saying I, I want a middle ground between uh, a gif and, you know, a 60-minute epic story about one goal.
0: Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Have you been in NHL.com? Their highlights are really long. Um oh, so I think what they're doing is actually trying to finish the announcer's thought. So it it, it actually is the problem that I've gotten into because I watch the NHL.com highlights so often. Mm-hmm. So, when I'm putting together a video for, like, Instagram, I, I yeah. let, like, the thing that I put on Instagram is done. We're, we're gone. We're looking at fans now. We're watching guys skate. And I just, it's now what I learned to do. It's let the, you know, let Mickey Redmond finish his thought before you finish the video. Because it just feels weird to end it mid-thought. You know, like, Mickey's talking about what a great job Lucas is doing. And instead, you know, the, like, the difference would be, you see Lucas score his goal and Mickey's like, wow, bingo, bang. And then cut it off. You don't get the bingo. You just get bingo, bang. You're, you know, bingo, bang. And if you don't get that last, oh, it like it's, it's not even real. You think it's because hockey
1: is all about like the eloquent story, you know, a la a- a- Doc, as opposed to like the NBA just like Mike bring just goes bang. And then that's the end of the commentary on the highlight.
0: I mean, there's probably something to that because of how few and far between the goals are compared to a basketball game. So there, there's, there's something to that. Definitely. Um, I, I just, you know, not everybody is as great as Dak Emmerich and you know, now he's gone. So <laughs> I, I, I know what you're saying though. And it's probably something just like, you got to get all that juice out of that one orange that you picked, you know, like, uh. You you might have one goal for the entire period, so you got to You got to milk that sucker. <laughs> you got to get all you can. Yeah. Um, I mean, those highlight reels could could range. Uh, you could get three minutes to nine minutes. So, um, one time I was always... watching a highlight and I saw the Zamboni hit the ice. I'm like this is a little long. It's a little long. That one I can't tell if you're joking.
1: That one I was joking. <laughs> okay, good. But you couldn't tell, could you?
0: All right, so we've had a lot of comments. Um, I, I I can at least grab this one because it's at least relevant to what we're talking about, and we've gone in so many different directions. Uh, Tristan likes he likes those long highlights. I um <clears throat> I gotta say, like I said, I, I've been now taught like that's how you watch a highlight. So I just yeah, uh, that's how I live it. I just so you do got every it? goal. Every goal is like a thirty for thirty on
1: ESPN, but only on NHL.com. Like you ESPN when they do I'm a hockey sports highlight. Glider.
0: Sports yeah, center not a Sports like, Center. You they, get they ten just show seconds the for six goals. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> entire NHL the- is summed up in five seconds. Can somebody tell? Does Sports Center still exist? Is that still a thing? Because I way, know not the way we used to know it. No. Right. Well, no, I know that. I just didn't know if it was one of those things where, like, you know, we mentioned Sports Center, and there's already people that are like, "What is that? That's not a thing. Sports Center doesn't exist." Yeah. I mean, um. I, yeah, I'm all for those long highlights. I think you gotta get, you gotta get that full thought in there. I mean, they still do that in basketball though. I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to challenge you because I've watched basketball highlights where I've got to watch the same fucking jump shot in slow-mo from five different angles while somebody explains why the shot was so important. So it just gets, you know, it's, it's when the moment is important in sports that,
1: I think a breakdown of the same, like, 20-second play I would be okay with. But I feel like they show too much preamble and too much, like, aftermath for the goal.
0: Yeah, there's probably a, a need for more editing. So if Mickey Redmond's going to finish his thought, just Like, sometimes to, the highlights will have, like, the, the previous line. It. The previous
1: line is out there. So we haven't even seen the guy who's going to score. He's still sitting on the bench waiting for the line change. You so don't then like comes something. out. Then he scores. Then he does a victory lap, and then he hits the bench. And then and we I watch Mike take a drink of
0: water. This is yeah. why people tuned in was to hear this conversation. But there's probably an <laughs> issue too with how many different uh, camera angles they have for those uh, for a hockey game. You know, like uh, you're 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 limited. Um, you got the glass. You got the net in the way. Uh, things are gonna be different. I mean, you can actually have a guy run onto the court at any time um, and get a good angle. I mean, they're actually on the court. You know, nobody can really get at the same angle as the ice. Um, so you're, you're you're already cutting one. You cut it's one off. It's a little off, bit right? like they're shooting highlights for like a WWE Hell in a Cell. Yeah. But we're the only ones that apparently want that to go away. I think that was the last thing uh, we tweeted out in regards to pro wrestling. Right, I know I'm in the minority Can on a we... point, Yeah,
1: let's
0: move yeah, on. Yeah, I think it's time to move on. <laughs> so, Lucas Raymond, good. Um, has anybody else uh, been getting Hot take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? It's a hot take.
1: Lucas Raymond, good.
0: Oh, right. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody else has been getting excited about uh, Gustav Lindstrom. I've been, I've been talking about him uh, ad nauseum the last few episodes and including the last preview. And uh, I just, I can't stop. And uh, Mike, I actually got noticed today from Gustav's father, uh, who went through and liked every single one of our Twitter posts today because I was so high on him. And I kept tweeting out things that were like, look how good Gustav Lindstrom's analytics are. And then uh, I I see a guy named Lindstrom starts liking our stuff. And then I go through his Twitter profile and I go, hockey dad, Lindstrom. All right. He's actually from Sweden. Yep. This is Gustav's father. So (laughs) if if you're listening right now, I really appreciated that. I thought that that kind of made my day. Even Um, if that's a burner
1: account, God bless you. That wouldn't even make me upset if we found it was a burner account for somebody else. Uh, Cause the goose he's been rocking and rolling. In.
0: Yeah. Fet uh He's with us. Uh Lindstrom's ha- he has looked pretty good. And I, it's so funny because I, we started the season and I was like, why isn't Stetcher rocking out on this third pairing? And it's because Lindstrom is playing not only so well on five on five, Mike, but uh we could, we could pull up some of these other stats. Um, he he's, he's ranked first. Uh, across the league. Oh, I'm sorry. He's ranked third across the league among all defensemen in the, uh, the, goal, the, the plus or minus expected goal differential per 60. So you're taking away his ice time out of that equation. You're just saying, all right, every defenseman, when they're on the ice, who has the biggest difference between the expected goals that they're getting and the expected goals they're allowing? And among all defensemen, He's number three right now. Now you do uh, the under twenty-five. I I kind of filtered some stuff out today. Uh, Gustav's in the top fifteen for expected goals. Uh, if you want to take a look at expected goals against per 60s in the top fifteen. Do you and, have a uh, few, Do you have a few of the other names up there for context? Uh not off the top of my head. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mort Sider's in the top fifteen. Uh, oh, Glenn, well, legit. Twenty-five. All right. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> So I I know where you're coming from with that, because I had a few people like tweet out, you know, haha, this person's also on the list. I get it. But for whoever that person was mentioning, Mike, for why you're asking that question, all you have to do is say, you know, like, Gustav Lindstrom, me questioning, where's Troy Stetcher? That is just gone. That is off my radar, because we're seeing a guy who's taking the ice time he's getting... And using it, and he's he's doing what we need him to do. So I, I'm not saying that this I, I don't post that stuff, I don't talk about it right now to make the argument that he's Norse, you know, trophy candidate Gustav Lindstrom. I'm making the argument that he's doing what his role is, playing it to a T, and there's no reason to put anybody else in that role, right? That that's what you pull from that. And I think a lot of people on Twitter today misread where I was coming from. It made me, uh, I was a little sore, a little, a little angry about it. Probably the first time in a while on Red Wings rant Twitter that I, uh, I, I was maybe a little bitchy.
1: <laughs> no, I, you know, he, he made a noticeable impact, you know, on five on five play, but also on the penalty kill. Um, yes. I, I look forward to his shifts because it, it just looks so sound. It looks so confident. It looks like there's a plan and it's out of our zone. And I, I don't feel like we're having those um, terrifying, you know, back and forth passes that, you know, just put you on the edge of your seat because you think, my God, there there goes, you know, a goal going, going in real easy. It just, Litstrom is he's playing incredible right now.
0: Yeah. And the last last couple of games, he's been our top uh, defenseman. It's just that first game. uh, And when I say top defenseman, he's been our top defenseman from an expected goals against per 60. So uh, on the penalty kill. And I take that stat specifically because who gives a fuck what your expected goals for is on the penalty kill? You're not trying to score. You're trying to prevent right. chances. So what he comes in with, uh, you know, to, to, to think about how much experience he has and how many minutes he's already getting on the penalty kill. And like, that's why this guy is a roster spot is that he's knocking it out of the park. And, and need I remind everybody, last year, again, I, I made the recommendation that Gustav would be on our penalty kill because he actually walked away being the team leader last season. Uh, Of course the the minutes there pretty small, but the expected goals against per 60 leader on the penalty kill last year. And um, it's, it's more consistency from him. I, I think it's just something that we can be happy with. I don't think it's anything we need to talk about, you know, any Norris trophies or anything like that. And I don't think anybody thinks I'm, I'm really pulling that, but Everybody has a role on this team, and some guys fuck it up, which ironically is his line mate or his uh, deep ring partner, <laughs> Mark Stahl. But other guys play it to a T, and they look fantastic. So it's, it is it is kind of funny, too, that um, you know he's got to drag Mark Stahl around, and I wonder how much longer that's going to last because I, I did play around with the question um, online. Uh, we actually got some YouTube comments, and we talked about it. And I, I just, I wonder what everybody else thinks while we got you guys here. Um, why is, is there, should we really be stuck on the whole left side, right side defenseman when left side defenseman is Mark Stahl and you've got some other options you could give a shot to? Is, is there something, because immediately, like, I, I got the, some people gave me the pushback of, well, it's, I mean, it's technically called their wrong side, so that's why you don't put, um you know, the right side defenseman on, the, and the, you don't, you call it the wrong side, because it's not where they're supposed to be, but, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're gonna be waiting, God, I almost knocked my camera off again, we're gonna be waiting, um, uh, Tristan's bringing up uh, Edmondson. I just saw this out of the corner of my eye, but we're going to be waiting a year for maybe seeing a new left side defenseman in Edmondson coming over. Uh, but in the meantime, can we just, can we just try one of our right side defensemen over there? Or can we, you know, do we put Stetcher in there and move Lidstrom over? Um, I just called him Lidstrom, uh, Lidstrom. Uh, I just did the classic <laughs> in the nineties when some old man would do the opposite for Nicky boy. Um <clears throat> And I, I just I, I went across the league and there's maybe five percent of mostly bottom pairing D's um mm. do that. They just put in they just fill out the roster. Sometimes injuries have come into play. Um you know maybe it's uh, it's probably around ten percent. Um just why not? And I know Mark Stahl, he's he's got the A now on his chest, he's our alternate. Is that is that the only thing that's
1: keeping him from being scratched? Because they don't want to have the assistant captain get a healthy scratch.
0: I hope that's not the case. Uh, (laughs) I think we talked about it on the game we attended, right? Where he
1: had a few plays against Tampa where I I know he's using his big, big, large body to like get in the way and strategically place it. But as far as like playing defense and like, keeping the kids off the skate park. He was just a cone. When you need a security guard with a flashlight who's really fast at chasing the bad kids out of the skate park, and I don't think the cone is going to make that much of, a, of an impact, man.
0: And uh, Sean C., I like what he's bringing up here because I'm ragging on Mark Stahl, but we have two guys so far that are playing like shit. Uh, the other one, of course, right now. Sorry, uh, Danny DeKaiser, but yeah, you're, you're on that list too. And um, also sharing the burden, the same question of uh, having an A on the chest. And is that going to be one of the things that uh, forces these guys to, to stick around and soap dish pointing out <clears throat> Franz was a uh, healthy scratch every now and then. And I, again, I hope, I hope right now they're not making the case that they need their alternates out there, but uh, hopefully this, that, that mention of, of Franz getting that healthy scratch, at least, you know, should bring some hope to, to the two of us that maybe one day because <laughs> flash made the comment he he said nothing is really keeping stetcher from playing he's not doing anything to hurt his chances he said he's gonna get playing time it's just right now he likes the way the team looks and i just don't want it to be one of these fucking things where stetcher gets his ice time and who do we take out Is lindstrom so that's I guess now that I'm putting it out in the world, I'm hoping somehow this comes back to Jeff and Steve. Uh, social media, YouTube, Twitter, do your thing, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're complaining a lot, but performance art uh, does want us back,, uh, you know, let, let's get our head screwed back <laughs> on here because Mo cider looks like uh, the second coming, uh, especially that last game where he's laying guys out. I just um,
1: don't know. I, I just wish we could be a fly in the wall at little Caesars because I just Mark Stahl has to be Winston Churchill because it's not his play that's keeping him on the ice, right? Where he's getting the assistant captain. It's whatever he's doing in the locker room.
0: so I, I don't know
1: man is 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 he the great orator of our time?
0: He doesn't sound excited when he's uh, doing press conferences after the game. so <laughs> is he a long lost Kennedy we don't know about? I did. I did take a screenshot of him earlier today when Lucas and uh, Bertuzzi were coming back. Uh, actually, it was uh, Lucas and, and uh, Dylan Larkin were coming back to the bench after Lucas gets his first goal. And um, most of the guys are kind of just like, you know, speaking to who they're sitting next to. But Mark yeah. is in the background just smiling, just like staring <laughs> staring at Lucas like he's happy for him. He knows the feeling kind of thing like that. That brought some warmth to my heart. That made me go, maybe he's not so bad. But, uh, I mean, you know, that's, that's not how we judge guys and put them on hockey teams. But that that was a warm and fuzzy moment for Mark. I'll, I'll give him that.
1: All right. right, I, He serves some purpose. It's just not <laughs> a hockey one. Just...
0: <laughs> um, so an, another name that we just kind of glossed over, but um, – he, he's uh, tied, at least uh, as of last night, was tied for first with uh, rookie scoring with, with Lucas Raymond. Uh, both putting up three points so far uh, the first three games. So clearly we'll see 82 points on both of their uh, names without by the end question. of the season. Absolutely. Yeah, without uh, question. Yeah. If not more, because, uh, right, they should only get better. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's more insider being able to put up uh, consistent numbers so far and also look really goddamn good. Uh, on both sides of the ice. And quarterbacking the power play has, has been something that um, I, I would say he's had on and off shifts. Uh, but for the most part, I, I, I think he, he's at least going 60-40 on having good power play shifts to, uh, to maybe I, – I wouldn't even call them bad. It's just not impressive. Um, and then uh, from a five-on-five perspective, my man, uh, through all the stats we were throwing out for, for Lindstrom, just think about Moritz Sider has the tougher assignments and he's filling out the top 15 in those same statistical and uh, those those analytical categories. So it's a rookie here, Mike, uh, getting getting the best of your opponent, uh, getting the best line you can throw out there. And Moritz Sider is coming out with these 60 uh, expected goals for percentage numbers, which are just insane Insane for a rookie. Insane for a guy facing the, the, the opponent's top <laughs> top line. Um, it's, it's damn good. It's damn impressive. And uh, yeah. it, th- that's one of those things where I think I, I heard it mentioned by uh, Ryan Lambert. And um, he kind of scoffed at it. But he brought up the point, like, if Mort Sider is going to win uh, the Calder Trophy this year, it, it'll be the first time that voters decide not to just go who had the most points as a rookie. And they're going to look at the advanced analytics and go, oh, my gosh, how, how does he do this with, <laughs> you know, with who he has to play with and um, or play against as well? And, and, and at his age, and it's it just the, the I, I'm trying to think, is stoicism, is that a, is that a word? He's yeah, stoic- that just means uh, playing without yeah, so- emotion. So yeah, and, and that like that's how he carries himself out there, and I, I don't see anybody really getting uh, the, the the better of him. Like he, he well, carries you know what he looks like, like to me. I, I will say
1: that he uh, oftentimes because he's six foot four um, and he's only twenty years old. The way that he's, uh, I've seen him already face wash a few people who are established NHL players. He always has this kind of Andre the Giant like bemused expression on his face, like oh, this is as bad as it's gonna get for me. Huh. You know what I mean? And it's not very bad, because it's hard to hurt a giant man like that. And for him to be so skilled, I think it's almost like he's learning, uh, it, you know, like in a classic sci-fi robot sense. You know, like, I could dominate everybody on the ice and I think he's just gonna keep getting more and more confident um, as, his, as his skills develop, because he's already he already looks better than a large majority of the people he's on the ice with. And it's it's pretty fascinating, man, to watch a phenom just develop in front of our eyes.
0: And Tristan, uh, the encyclopedia he is, Barrett Jackman uh, had 17 points to win the Calder Trophy for simply being a shutdown D-man. And, uh, I mean, we even sit here and we look at Mo Sider right now and we know that he, he's going beyond the shutdown D-man, right? I mean, this is... This guy that's gonna so far it looks like he should be if this everything continues along the same path should be putting up consistent uh, you know production numbers as well um all right Mike uh, why don't we let uh, take care of a little bit of business here let's oh, get uh, some Low of that business, out of the way. Uh...
1: All right, let's try and get through this, man. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League, has to cover new customers who bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner. Turkey dinner. Or pumpkin dinner. Oh, they said chicken dinner. Anyway, it's that simple. sports Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty And everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily. Fantasy Sports Contest, DraftKings giving all the customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Put some money on the Rams. They're going to annihilate the Detroit Lions. (laughs) I am betting the mortgage on this one. But, Matt, Mm -hmm. give us that that sweet, sweet call to action.
0: How do you do that? You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code THPN. Just bet $5 on any NFL team, probably make it the Rams, uh, to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, Mike, I'm a little little disappointed that... You you made a, a timely reference because I did want to cut this because we actually get to use this that that ad for a while, um, so now we got to do a new one every week. Just yeah. want to cut it, insert it, we'd be good. But no, brought up the the Rams and the Lions, so now that only well, works. Generally
1: speaking, uh, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a coming week, yeah, the Rams will be crushing the Lions.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we have, Mike? Uh, we've got we've got a celebratory. Um, First half of the show, second yeah. half of the show, Mike, are we going to be five Oh and one come on morning. So we've got, we've got a Calgary flames team that is testing out as a pretty good five on five team. They are in the uh, top five in the league uh, testing out for both uh, shots on net, or I should say attempts and expected goals. Uh, it's just things haven't been going their way in the uh, win loss column. As every team that we're facing this weekend, Mike. Calgary, Montreal, and Chicago have combined for two points in the standings. <laughs> that's uh that's a damning that's a damning statistic, Mike. Um now I mean let's let's remember Calgary's only what have they play one game, two games? Right. Uh just, you've I'm- got you, yeah. You've got the zero and four Montreal Canadiens. Uh, let me pull this up. Uh, and I think it's is it zero one and one for mm. Calgary. Oh boy, good old NHL.com moving at a snail's pace for me. And then um, Chicago zero three and one. Uh, I don't
1: know, man. How do you, how do you feel about Daryl
0: Suter? Well, people are saying, uh, and I'm stealing this from Ken Daniels, is that, uh, you know, he, he makes his return over to Calgary and they're playing his style of hockey. And I just, the big complaint was, uh, we got away from that style of hockey 15 years ago. So <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I, I um, so far it's, it's not, working for him, right? I mean, we're going to talk about... We're talking yeah, about okay, to be fair, teams though, that he, nothing he, did
1: win, he did win cups, right, with
0: the Kings? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that because I, I can never remember a coach's record.
1: Okay, uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, I'm seeing a, a couple Stanley Cup champions with the LA Kings in, what, 13, 14? 11, 12 seasons?
0: So you're looking at it, you tell me.
1: <laughs> All right, well, one time I got screwed on this, and so I always got to ask it out loud, too. So I I, I don't know, Matt. I, of those three games that you want to to tease me with, and we're, are we going to put money on these bad boys? Calgary, Montreal, and Chicago? Calgary is the one I would least want to put money on. i got, got to be honest. I would rather put money on the Chicago game. Montreal, I want to see what a, a a Red Wing team on the road in Canada, what that looks like.
0: Yeah, that that one, I I'm kind of scared again to bring up. Um, you know, I I said I'm I'm not ugh, for the the trigger happy fingers that want to hit the the thumbs down button. We're not ragging on him, but think about this: you have a guy in Tyler Bertuzzi that's putting up 60 percent shooting percentage right now, and now he's just out of the lineup because he didn't get his shots.
1: Listen, when he, the last couple games, it's not just that he was the best Red Wing. There was a lot of the time where he looked like the best player on the ice. Like he wasn't getting lucky, fluky goals bouncing off his face, Holmstrom style. They were high skill plays. Co- co- and now that guy's gonna be gone. A
0: couple of them, had, them had some, some. I, um, I know some there, was, way, there was, there right. was some. I know there was some grinding goals, but there was, there were some high skill moves, man. Right. So I'm saying that's gone. He's at sixty-two point five percent right now. So you get to play the game. <laughs> you just take that right off the board. <laughs> what, a, what does it look like when, when a guy who's that hot, that, that shot uh, percentage is that hot? What does it look like when you just, whoop, you just grab it? And, and what it does he right look up. like after a, a layoff? And, and what does the team look like that's been practicing with the same lines for, you know, before we even started the regular season, in the preseason, and now we've gone a couple of games... We had our set lines and now that's all got to just be thrown right in the garbage in Montreal. I am so scared that we're going to give Montreal their first victory. I, uh, I couldn't be more scared of that right now because I, like we talked about it at the start of the season, this line was, was supposed to live and die with the performance of the first line. And that was when we had Verana slotted in there. Now we've got Lucas Raymond who does a wonderful job subbing in for Verana, but you've still this is still the line that you got to beat if you're if you're the, the Red Wings opponent. And now it's going to be completely different. And that's that's the fairest way we can put it. And it fucking sucks Um, <laughs> that that blows to completely take. We, we we brought up in the last couple of episodes, the camaraderie that's being built, uh, the chemistry with these lines. And now you just kind of go, well, all right, well, this this guy's taking an off night. So we'll see how this goes. i mean we saw what the road wings
1: look like with injured pertuzzi it's not very good so now you're gonna have him just scratched because he's you know doing his own thing
0: so yeah uh silver thirty three forty four is jumping in here i think montreal might have actually been uh carried by price and that's something we brought up and why montreal is um you know struggling so much um with uh where's my, where's my bunch of, I had all my goalies lined up here. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, You've got both Montreal goaltenders right now are combining uh, for one of the lowest totals in the league for expect for uh, goals saved above expected. So they're, they're in the negative right now at about three and a half. So take that out. I mean, uh, they're both at around eighty seven percent save percentage if you put their uh both their performances together. It's just it's just not looking good uh from from their goaltending perspective. And I always bring up the goals saved above expected because you feel like I feel like that puts everybody on the on an even playing field. So if that number gets out of hand, if that goes too deep into the negative, you've gotta start you, you stop looking at the defenseman and just kind of turn and look can at I, the goaltenders. Can I ask you
1: one question, Matt?
0: So we agree that we
1: like how the Red Wing lineups um, like are situated, and now we're going to pull out Bertuzzi. Would you promote somebody currently on the roster, or would you outsource and bring in a minor league guy to come in and helicopter in to be on that first line to keep the integrity of the lines in shape?
0: Um all right so wait what do we we bring it in uh like give Joe Veleno a shot on the wing Yeah I mean you get the,
1: logistics- the field you get the field out somebody not on the roster right now so me in the minors
0: The logistics of it don't really add up right for one game in Montreal and then you got to go to Chicago and then Tyler has already said he'll be waiting in Chicago for the team Uh Silver 33 44 thrown out Hirose that's a great pick too um, See,
1: I like the Hirose idea just because that, that's about what I expect from him is to just be there once in a while, you know, where Valeno, we probably want him to have more, you know, consistency and not be going all over the place. No.
0: Yeah, I I think regardless, I, I think everything is staying in De toit. I, I, I think whatever they have for a roster, that's what they're going to stick with. I don't even know, like, what are the, you know, like, what would be the – um the rules of bringing somebody up do they need to do they are they still doing quarantining if they're going to canada i haven't that heard seems that seems like i, I don't know taxi cab buzzword
1: i haven't heard that this season
0: well i just I, I just mean because we're not necessarily playing you know like they're not in the same situation so they're coming from whatever grand rapids situation is and then being tossed into detroits and then now you're going to fly over the border and that's where everything gets all muddied is the second you come over the borders. So I, I, I don't, know, but logistically still, I, I feel like they'll, they'll probably end up going like seven defensemen, which would, I mean, you know, kind of sucks. Uh, but that is something we did a lot last year and shoot. We were talking before Jeff has, has been saying, he's trying to get Stetcher and uh, Osterly in there. And that feels like if he likes playing his 7D, he's forced to take out Bertuzzi. There's your solution. It's not anybody's favorite solution.
1: (laughs) No. That is, uh, you know, kind of the white briefs. That's the white briefs. We we really wanted a sexy thong, you Mm -hmm. know?
0: Soap dish right there. Uh, Performance art with the answer. If you're vaccinated, you don't need to quarantine. And I'm... So then that takes that off the table. I still, still logistically seems, you know, one game, then you're back, but uh, yeah, I, I think the, the picks, um, silver with, uh, Tara Hirose and then, uh, Philano just seems like he'd get the shot because he's tearing it up, um, in Grand Rapids. And then that's the only name that Jeff's Jeff Blashill has been bringing up as the guy who is absolutely getting that shot and, um, probably, probably needs, a little bit more time uh on the main roster in uh in Detroit compared to anybody else. Uh Hirose, I think we all kind of made that agreement a couple episodes ago, a couple of weeks ago that uh he's fine to come up for a game or two but um that that, that guy's a griffin. Hirose is a griffin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean uh Crash Davis, right? Um uh, lifelong minor league
0: guy. <clears throat> oh shit. And Tristan's uh he was already pissed about that 117 uh all right um where where were we uh we do have okay so there we do have uh some muddied waters because of uh bert coming out uh we've got um some goaltending struggles for all three teams we're facing this weekend um we also have uh between montreal and chicago uh to um actually let me scroll up a little bit here Sorry, everybody. Who's taking a dump on Montreal? Oh, it was Silver. All right. So uh, to Silver's point, uh, Montreal and Chicago are the uh, the bottom feeders right now from a uh, chance and possession perspective. And uh, it's it's something that when I was looking at Columbus, that was what I pointed to for us to at least not have a complete shit storm in the third period. And we didn't have a shit storm in the third period. So if we can take anything from the success in the Columbus game um, and from the strategies of whatever's going on, if it's just failing from a talent perspective or if they are trying to limit chances, uh, the Red Wings who are letting loose a little bit, we're, we're able to take advantage of that against Columbus. So with Montreal and Chicago still struggling from that uh, chance and perspective uh, possession perspective, uh, I think, uh, I think full roster, no problem Two wins on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'll just say there's, there's still just the wild card that's, that's gotta be mixed in there. But, um, Chicago, I think, I think this is something where the Red Wings feel really good right now. I think there's blood in the water. And I think what what sucks is we were in the same exact situation uh, at the start of the 2021 season. And then we got oh, yeah. absolutely lunched by Chicago, uh, after like two back-to-back games against Carolina. At the Was that the Q's game? Uh, was that, yeah, was that Puse's first goal? That sounds about right. Because yeah. that was like seven to one or something. So Puse had to get in there a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, he yeah, had the hat trick. That's why it's the Puse game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 what happened with Chicago after we were all feeling hot. And uh, it was pretty early on in the season. So I, I, I say, I say, if we're going to win one of these games over the next uh, four days, uh, it's it's going to be the Chicago one. But um, I'll I'll say this: this team is going above and beyond just looking good. They are like falling in love with each other out there. Um, They, I mean, they're they're ready to kill. They're, I mean, yeah, I'm so in love with this team right now. But they're ready (laughs) to kill for each other. Yeah. Uh Bertuzzi is is doing sling blades uh behind guys who are taking out Lucas Raymond uh Bertuzzi's actually guilty of doing that a couple of times uh he he doesn't he's he does not giving a shit if you touch Larkin or uh, Lucas Raymond he's he's grabbing you from behind and using his body and weight to pull you to try and rip your neck straight off your shoulders it's beautiful it's I love it um so I, from that perspective, I think uh, you know these these guys are going above and beyond of just playing good hockey. Like they they're playing for each other, and um, I I like I like how I don't know I'm, I'm going to say it. Uh, I like our chances in all three of these games.
1: I'm just uh, man. I'm going to say I could very easily see a world in which we lose all three of these games. Yeah. Um, we always have kind of rough luck against Calgary. Can- it feels like. Uh, we could go.
0: We could go um, Montreal, you know. our
1: first non-Bertuzzi game, and then Chicago. You know, we we know what kind of damage they could do to our spirits, uh, like they did last year. I'm just fascinated to see what the uh, what the not necessarily the blashal lines line combos that he puts together, but like the the overall game strategy. Um, as you know, so many of our our folks here are saying, you know, if they just go eleven and seven. Um, are we really just going to go back to something similar to last year, where we just try to limit chances, knowing that we're a little shorthanded, um, and just kind of cross our fingers in a close game, or do they still keep playing that aggressive style that we've seen uh, through the first couple games of the season? Uh, I would be very surprised if they were still aggressive, and uh, I would be glued to the TV if they were. Um, I'm just I'm expecting them to try and you know keep it close uh, while they're get this figured out.
0: Yeah, I mean, anything, too, that, that we we start to drop off, shot percentage-wise, like, this this could look really ugly because, like you pointed out earlier, if Burt's got half the goals, um, this isn't about Burt not playing in Montreal. If Burt doesn't score a goal, who who else is putting him in? And we're not just going to look at Lucas Raymond and go, all right, it's the third period. Let's go. Put one in back there. Let's go. Hey, easy-peasy. We'll use the Mets to come.
1: Well, they're probably going to have a goalie,
0: so... <laughs> Ernie? Oh, fuck. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's one of those things for me that, um, what, like, we haven't even mentioned yet. Uh, what, what's going to be the split for, for Grice right now, who going back now 15 games, I think um, going back to last season, he's, he's under two for goals against and he's above uh, nine, 950 for his save percentage. And then his goal save above expected uh, right now leads the league. So you want to point to a guy who's taken what's being thrown at him and just spitting it right back. It's Grice. Um, yeah. So if the split, they're going to have to split. Uh, and Jared Shaw brought this up too, to make sure, you know, we don't forget that uh, Saturday and Sunday is back to back so that that could affect us in Chicago. But um, I, I would say at that point, if I'm, if I'm looking at some issues with, uh getting the boys going on Sunday I'm doing Grice in Chicago Nadelkovich in uh, Montreal and uh you know what I'm doing I'm doing Grice you know if you guys are listening to the podcast I'm doing him tonight and of course uh you know this game is tomorrow as we record live but I'm doing Grice again like I I don't know how you pull away from a hot hand uh with the way Grice is playing right now so you you just keep riding that and then uh Nadelkovich can wait, and uh, by the end of the season, Matt can go back to his uh, hot take prediction card and cross one off the list, which would be Thomas Grice uh, ending the season with a 60 40 split of games played. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not <laughs> That's really I, what I want here. I just want I to love, cross one off. I else. love the hot man. I love the hot hand.
1: All right, I'm not going to go against Grice. But on this show, we talked about putting in, uh, jokingly, of course, MVP votes for John uh, uh, Bernier. So I, you know, I think we're going to be fine goaltending wise. I think we're going to be fine defense, you know, defenseman wise. As long as it's it's just who's going to score
0: in the third period. Yeah, who's going to
1: score? Uh, so hopefully we get a couple. All
0: right. Um, where do we where do we go from here? We've got our uh, previews done. Uh, I really enjoyed everybody in the chat. Uh, this is this was great. We we had so many comments today. I think we only got to like 10% of them. So I do apologize. That's what happens. Damn it. There's too many of you guys. Um, I hope you guys are having fun uh, chatting it up too. I see uh, there's stuff going on that we're not even talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome welcome to the Red Wings rant uh, community. Right. So uh, what Uh, I've, I've got, um, uh, Oh my gosh. We've, we've got an interview this Friday and hopefully I'll be posting that for the upcoming uh, Monday show and uh, that Friday interview, of course, will have nothing to do with the two games going on uh, Saturday and Sunday. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to go live Sunday night. Uh, We'll give you guys a taste of the interview. Uh, We'll post the full interview on the podcast, but Sunday night, why don't we wrap up? um, I'll be here, Mike. uh, It's usually tough. Uh, I don't know if you'll be here, but Sunday night, you know, let's let's wrap up what happened over the weekend. Maybe we'll be crying. Maybe we'll be happy, but um, yeah. Maybe, oh, look! At uh... All right, quick, quick shout out. Performance art's gonna make me cry. Uh, he's been here since we had 100 subscribers. We're at 512 now. Uh, if anybody's just uh, here for a taste. Uh, please hit that subscribe button. Um, if you're listening to the podcast right now, uh, please head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us the subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, that's that's gonna do us the most good. Uh, we've gotten our most reviews. This uh last couple of months so I, I appreciate everybody that's been going in there and helping us out because we're moving up the charitable list uh we surpassed uh the the grindline podcast so uh, yeah, it's uh it's wing wheel it podcast and red wings rant uh that's that's right oh hearts now they're they're good guys uh they they showed me where to get a hockey jersey um i oh, think we we've been we've at least been doing this so it's yeah. not it's not we're at WCW. And now we can do this. We're we're <laughs> WCW right now and they're they're still Hey, can we do Come on. Not want to be WCW. Come <laughs> That's on. Who we are right now. We just have to not Eric Bischoff this thing and keep booking ourselves to win. We've got to let I somebody to put else win the little That's what I wanted to do. All right, everybody, say it, peace out. So uh, let's let's get out of here. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, this weekend.